Welcome to the Intuitive Mind Solutions Podcast, where we help people help people. Our vision is to support all the individuals out in the world who are helping others become better versions of themselves. We represent a group who create Intuitive Mind Solutions for the challenges in the world today. Human potential has been limited because we have forgotten that our true strength as humanity is the ability to work together. We will stand by your side, we will have your back, and we will do whatever we can do to support you and your vision to help others. Today, in this age of awakening, it is time to bring the intuitive minds of intuitive people together to awaken the rest of the world. We are here to bring together the right people at the right time to create the right solutions that the world needs in order to thrive. The Intuitive Mind Solutions Podcast is hosted by Dr. Matthew Bresky and co-hosted by Dr. Adrian Orain and Joshua Baudouins. Stay relaxed, everybody. Hi, everybody. We are live from the Intuitive Mind Solutions, where we help people help people. And right now, today, we uh, I'm hosting here today with my colleagues, Dr. Adrian Lorraine and Joshua Baudouins. And today we are with Dr. Kevin Jarina. Did I say your name right? Yeah, it sounded wonderful and accurate. And you're like the second person in my life that's ever got it accurate. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you, sir. We'll get into that later because uh, we'll talk about the Dutch language. So maybe my experience with the Dutch language has improved my ability to pronunciate. Mm. So, uh, first off, my name is Dr. Matt Bresky, a chiropractor here in the Netherlands, and we're putting on this show, this podcast we're creating to help support people around the world that are out there in the trenches helping people. And this is kind of a project I've had in mind to do for a long time, and we've been, we've been kind of, uh, due to the COVID-19 situation, we've been forced out of our clinics, so we've been forced out of our place to do this podcast. And so today, you can see that my lighting isn't good. I don't really care because the message that we're going to give to people here today listening is more important than how any of us look. As long as we sound and our message and our conversation can get shared with, with people, then that's the most important thing to me. And since we have this free time now from work, we're going to put together this podcast very fast. We're going to learn in the process. So, so uh, anything, anything we make mistakes in, it's only things that we can improve on and learn from. So I want to introduce, let Adrian first introduce yourself, tell, tell everybody where you're from, what you do for work. And then Joshua, you're going to share your story. And then we're going to talk and go dive in with on Dr. Kevin's uh, programs he's got. Sure. Um, yeah. So, hi everybody. I'm uh, Adrian. Uh, I'm a chiropractor here in um, Netherlands in uh, Eindhoven with in, um, same clinic as uh, Dr. Matthew and, uh, and Joshua. So I'm. Uh, uh, 
I was born in France. Uh, my parents from Chile, and uh, and um, I studied in Barcelona, and uh, yeah, practice. And I mean, my six year uh, uh, professional career in car practice. So yeah, um, uh, just arrived maybe nine months ago in Melbourne. So here I am, excited for that first. Well, we're we're glad to have you on the show. So we're gonna uh, go to Joshua now, and then we're gonna be able to have both of our experience as chiropractors to be able to share with people about how we're also helping people in the world. And Adrian and Joshua will be full-time co-hosts on the show. Anytime they're available for the show, they, they're gonna come on and they're gonna help support me in the hosting of this endeavor that we have. All right, Joshua, you can tell people a little bit about you. Hi, Matt. Yeah, I'm Joshua. Um, I'm a counselor in uh, practical psychology. Uh, I work at the Forensic uh, Psych uh, Psychiatric Institute. Uh, I'm an ex-military. I got, I got PTSD uh, in the Army, and nobody could help me, so uh, uh, that's why I started to study psychology, and uh, I kind of saved myself. So it's a bit of my story, my background. So then what we have then with Joshua here on the show, he's going to be able to give us the psychological aspects of, you know, people's programs we're here supporting. And so it's great to have him on the show. And now what we're going to do, Dr. Kevin, give you, give you a, uh, moment to tell everybody who you are and then after that you know our main goal here at this show and the intuitive mind solution is we help people help people so we want to help support you in any way we can just getting your word out and getting your message out to, uh, yeah to, to support you and so after you tell everybody who you are if you want you can go into a little bit about your programs and after uh, when we get this released and people are watching this, all your information will be posted and available for people as well in in the description of this video and this podcast. So people stay tuned looking at that. Check out what's underneath and you'll see all Kevin's programs too if reading is easier for you than listening. Okay. Okay, the floor is yours. Thank you so much for having me, Matt, and I uh, really appreciate this time to come and speak with you. We've connected over the last couple months, and I got to know uh, Adrian, because uh, he's actually been connecting with me in one of my programs, and uh, got to know Josh a little bit over the last couple of days and weeks. So I am I'm in my 13th year of practice as a uh, chiropractic physician here in New Jersey, in the United States. And uh, my course of, uh, of postgraduate work is really what has uh, been the foundation of what I've built in my programs and my practice. I consider myself a non-standard chiropractor. Um, I have taken a number of different techniques and modalities that um, are unique. And so with that being said, I've really developed this uh, awareness, awakening, and healing system. And that's really where I help people. 
I know I maybe have jumped the, uh, the question you posed to me earlier, but really that's the nature of, I, I see any problem in life is if you don't know there's a problem, how can you begin to fix it? And so that's the awareness component. And once we wake up to that, then we can start to, uh, the process, the journey of the healing. And that's in, in essence what I do. It's, and it sounds kind of, it sounds kind of funny, but regardless of the health condition or the state of life one is in, there is simple and consistent processes that one can apply in their life to cultivate a life of success and, and wellness and happiness and joy and, and fulfillment. And so my journey of my own healing pro, uh, process is really where my, all my programs come from. To give you a little uh, uh, an encapsulation of what I've built. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like we're all in the same situation here. You know, I came up with technique with my healing process, Joshua as well, and Adrian as well. I got and a nice quote behind me that it's the same what uh, Dr. Kevin is saying. You want to read it? Uh, it says you can. Yes. How can you heal when you don't know thyself? Wow. Like that, did you just make that subliminal? I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> there it is, it comes out. Yeah. You know, well, this, this show is uncut, and this, this show is going to be as raw as, as raw as you can get. Yeah. Um, so now, real quick, when you say non-standard uh, chiropractor, like – what would, what would you, so a standard chiropractor in your definition is this, and then okay, what, so what would, how would you go into that a little bit? That's a great question. Well, you look at the, the number of chiropractors, at least I'll compare the United States. That's what I know the best. I also lived in Thailand. I worked there for two years, and I even uh, traveled down in Ecuador for three months working, and I got to experience um, a lot of different practices, a lot of different styles. When, when I visit and when I hear about what most chiropractors' styles, essentially what they're practicing, is more of a high-volume model, meaning as many people in a day as possible, as many people in a week as possible. And there's some standard techniques that are taught in the colleges, just like anyone who's learning mathematics. If you go to a certain level of education, you're going to get you know the, the basic arithmetic subtraction, um, division, multiplication, but then you start ascending the levels of knowledge and you get into, uh, you know, fractions and calculus and, and, and different forms of mathematics. And the higher up you go, the less people are involved. And so once I got my, once I graduated with um, the standard techniques that pretty much every chiropractor graduates with a, a, a fairly firm knowledge of, well, then I, then I entered practice, and the doctor I worked with, well, he was studying an advanced structural correction technique. That's, and, you know, if we want to talk about names, that's CBP and Pettibon. Mm -hmm. So doing that methodology for four or five, almost five years, I start, and, and, then, and I wanted to continue um, my, my seeking, so to speak, for the magic, for the magic adjustment. You know, because we've all heard of, someone puts their hands on somebody and they make the maneuvers 
they do the work, the technique, and there's literally a, a life-changing experience in that moment. And some people will get up and everything's different for them and they may have had that problem for 20 years. And in one adjustment, one session, it, it, it's gone, never to return. And that's happened in, with, with some of my clients, some of my patients. However, that's not the case for every person. So that got me on my search of, well, what's, what am I missing? Because yeah. if, if I couldn't deliver that every time, well, then there's something on my end. However, that's only half the equation as I've only come to learn over the years of my, my experience. Though, but when I started, that gave me a, a ton of energy to, to take all kinds of additional coursework and home classwork and telework and attending seminars around the country to continue to build my knowledge and seeking uh, mentors that have expertise who have made it big in their world. And I, and I, and I continued to surround myself with really knowledgeable people because I know I somehow I knew that whatever I surrounded myself with, I tended to become. So that, that gave me a lot of um, ability. It gave me a lot of insight. It gave me a lot of education. And in many ways, um, my work had become, how do I translate that message to the average person? Because it became very complicated. It became very uh, deep information and, and frankly, words that the average person has never heard in their life are things I'm, I'm diving deep and studying. And so that is really where I started to build my, my programs and my courses because I started to write blogs for my patients and I wanted them to kind of get the, get the message, get the big picture of what this whole thing of healthcare is all about. And I was learning too the whole time. Hopefully that, I mean, I don't know, I really spoke around that question, but when I, when I look at the medical community, the, the, um, the allopathic community, you have your family practitioner doctor level. Yeah. And then you have your specialists. And then you have guys that those specialists even refer to that are masters in, in, in their field. And so I've taken techniques that little, little known number, uh, a low number of people have taken, yet the research and the results are there. So I just continued to study those type of things. And when I would meet somebody that um, intrigued me or would say questions or ask questions that frankly made me confused or really you know, opened my eyes to a whole range of information, I went and followed that guy's coursework or you know, I would call them and spend time with them, have lunch with them kind of thing. And that took me in this world of how our emotions <clears throat> affect our, our body. And that really took me for a really far out journey of discovering how our thinking, yes. where that originates from, where do our thoughts even come from? And then of course, how does that impact our human body? And then, and, and then, uh, kind of a secondary effect you've heard this idea of as within so without so how does it affect my life my beliefs my expectations my perceptions how does that affect the experiences i'm getting in life so all of that all of this was well i wanted to feel good i wanted to have a better life of course i wanted more income i wanted a great relationship i wanted a nice house you know all these things that i think everybody wants but I, I wasn't getting them. So I didn't know <laughs> where was, where was I broken, so to speak. And, um, so it was all my search about a better life. That's really what it comes down to. And because of that, 
I've learned amazing things and surround myself with amazing people and be gifted amazing opportunities, but I still had to learn how to do that work. Yeah. So I know you, um, for quite a while and so I'm going to sum up a little bit for the people listening. So when you, when you go online and you look up what a chiropractor does, you're going to see a lot of people doing the similar things. You're going to see chiropractic adjustments. You're going to see a lot of videos on this. And so when Kevin goes into the non-standard type of thing, what he's getting into is he's getting into the deeper uh, levels of the cause of the subluxation and the mental subluxation. And that's, that's really great to have you as one of our first guests here, because that's also what the intuitive mind solutions is all about. That's what the technique we've uh, developed in the center point meditation is about the exact same thing. And so now with Kevin's things, and he's also going to have us list uh, the techniques, like the, the techniques that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And now this goes into a whole different level. And this is, you know, there's no coincidences in life. And Dr. Adrian has also showed me some things about even a, a more higher level than that, uh, just the mental component. So with the mental component, then you're, you're, you're not only diving into the physical, but now you're diving into the mental, which is usually the cause of the physical. And so and you're getting into the deeper consciousness of the people. But now what you guys are working with, with one of your programs is the synergy solutions. Is it? That's right. Yep. Okay. Now, so when you study physics and when you've, you know, most of my work I've done, almost all of it's done is just based on studying the psychologies and the sciences and the biology um, in people. So, and physics and all the, everything that's involved. And most of my study is just trying to figure out how it all works. But now what you guys are, are on a whole different level than what like the center point is because now we're talking about doing healings and treatments on people when you're even a long distance away from them and you're getting these results. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to go into that aspect of it now for the next part of the show, um, just so we can keep the show going, I want you to be able to tell about how you're, you're helping people now in this, in this time, even though you can't see them in person or be with them in person, but you can do this other remote type of adjusting. And then Dr. Adrian can elaborate a little bit more about how, how that works just to, to show, uh, tell people here listening, how exactly is that possible? I love to start with everyday experiences that we all have. And so consider mother's intuition, knowing, if their children are causing trouble, even though she's not in the same room, there's a feeling there. And many times I've come across people who've had experiences where um, they have a thought about someone in close in their life, their mother, their father, their loved one, their partner, their child. And that person, they think the person a has a thought about that person and per, about person B and person B is calling them at the same exact time. They're thinking about that person. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. <laughs> and you've even gone to a party or a concert or even a restaurant and you feel yourself getting sucked dry or you feel yourself, it's a good time. It's, it's, it's elevated. There's, a, there's positivity. There's something. There's some kind of force 
that we can pick up. Some people call it sixth sense. There's all kinds of interesting names and cultures throughout time. And I look at Native American culture. I, I knew that's the one I know the best firsthand. But the, you could look at the spiritual healers or leaders of almost any ancient culture. People call them shaman, medicine men. Basically, they, they're the ones of the community that spoke to that non-physical world, learned how to communicate with that non-physical world. And that's, that, that's those weird coincidences people have. It's the weird synchronicities people have. So now science, over the last 30 years, you've taken physics, and physics breaks down when you zoom in too far on a microscope, you get to this thing called the quantum level, subatomic. You know, you have to go back to your, ed, your youth, youth education we have the cell, we have molecules, and we have atoms, and, and then those atoms that go down to even smaller parts. And those parts, they don't obey the normal laws of physics. So there's another whole study that's been uh, developed since like the 1870s. And that's what Tesla and Einstein and, um, oh, I'm, I'm going to forget a few important names there. Um, but nonetheless, they were, yeah, Adrian, please. Uh, no, it's uh, um, uh, Max Planck. Yeah, Planck. That's exactly the one I wanted. Thank you. Because the Planck length, that's the mathematics that there's a, there's a, there's a physicist now, um, Nassim Harriman. He's basically yeah. proving, yeah, you guys, oh, I love he, you guys. He, you guys are the best. We, you guys are all nodding. We, hey, <laughs> we want him on this show so bad. And like, <clears throat> like we need so, him to... Talk to us about this CPM because absolutely that's, that's where we're now in the one of the techniques that I do, and this is where uh, Agent met me through the synergy solutions is based on this technique from Dr. Ted Korn. He calls it, of course, Korn specific technique, but all that material is based on other doctors before him that had had insights. And because of a significant injury in his life and, and because of the station life, he was given lots of opportunities to learn from these doctors and he had an aha moment where they all kind of came together for him and he was able to heal his major injuries through a, 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 a through a self application. And this was, a, happened to be an instrument adjust at the time, uh, instrument assisting. So a ta I think that would tap at a certain specific rate per second and there was profound effects and he's even healed his wife with 20 year headaches in a few sessions. The whole point being is we know that there's other levels of communication within the human body and mind and we can learn to tap into that regardless of distance physics is you know, science is proving this left and right and there's a physicist that attends the KST seminars now dr and I'm, I'm forgetting her first name but mortensen and she's proving the um this phenomenon she's giving us the actual science of how this works now when she speaks sometimes she speaks over our heads because she's so excited in her quantum physics language and and, and mathematic <laughs> symbols it's like well, well you got to break it down for us and so, because that's not my forte, that's not my, it's not my flow zone, so to speak. So where I'm good at it, and this has always been my gift, I guess people call me very empathetic, and, you know, highly, highly intuitive, highly sensitive, and I've had to learn how to operate in with that skill. And um, so nonetheless, we can communicate, there's a, the, the wisdom, uh, the intelligence, however you want to say it, you know, you have a sperm and egg comes together and boom, here you are a few years later, you have all these trillions of cells in your body working harmoniously to keep you alive and thriving and moving well. And so what, what coordinates that? What organizes that? 
And this is, this is that, what I would call a higher intelligence. Some people call that in our field, the innate intelligence. And yeah. so learning to get feedback from that wisdom, it's, it's smarter than I am because I can't, I mean, think about all the things that are automatic in our life, the heartbeat, the breathing, the, the spleen, the pancreas, the digestive tract. I mean, every gland, every organ, every muscle is doing something all the time, one way or another. And something is coordinating that. It's a masterpiece. And so that wisdom, I want to communicate with that. You know, I, I, you know we're all intelligent here. However, there's limitation to that. You can only read so many books in so many hours. This kind of thing is infinite seems to be infinite and it seems when we use that wisdom to direct us where to go in what order using whatever technique we can find out what to do and how to do it and when to stop so the person has that positive shift towards getting those good results in their life and so that's been identified at a distance and that's what synergy solutions is and what makes it really special is not just one doctor the theory, and this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on on the bus right now, uh, Matt. Is I want to use you. I want to help you. I want to connect with you guys to help me measure. I mean, we're gonna be across the ocean. Right? We're gonna measure this. I would love to measure this effect yeah. with what we're doing. And the and the analogy is, uh, it, it came from a the strongest horse competition, and they they pair horses and they see how much they can pull. Well, it comes to find out when you put take one horse, they pull about 7,000 to 10,000 pounds. And if you add that second horse, you'd think, okay, 14 to 20. But no, it goes up to three times as much. And, then there, was, and then there was, exponential. Something, there was exponential. something more on that thing to where when the horses got to know each other more. Yes, when they were familiar, they trained with each other. Essentially, it's like when you're buddy-buddy with somebody. You can read each other. Like if you, if you have a long-term marriage, they're reading each other's minds just about. They're finishing each other's sentences. They know their likes and their dislikes. It's like in sports, especially, and I've played a lot of sports in my life. When the team is gelled, they have a same target, same goal, same intention. They, they just flow together in a whole new way. So it, it magnifies. And this yeah. is just principles in physics. Yeah. Meaning you take a wave and then you introduce a second wave of the same, the same intensity, the same frequency, and you know, I'm forgetting some of the terminology now, pardon me, but the point is it, it doesn't cancel it out. It, it doubles it. Exponentially. Exponential. So we started adding, I wanted to get, ultimately I want to get 10, 10 doctors because now we're talking significant, significant exponential effects. And then the more people that are attending, watching and participating, Adrian, you fill me in. I know what I'm feeling. It's a when I know there's more people on, I can. There's some kind of different experience in the session. Adrian, would you like to comment on that? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, I felt with uh, uh, Dr. Beth coming in uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. The difference between being five doctors and six uh, was huge already. Um, huge, <laughs> huge. When you came in, that you were the fifth one, Adrian. I was blown yeah. away by the change in the experience. I was, and I think that's in one of the free. I, I know it's one of the three free downloads. So people go to synergysolutionsessions.com. There's just put your email and you get three free sessions. You get basically it's called your boot camp, and one of those is Adrian's first session in the group. 
and it was profound. Uh, so please download that because you will want, you're going to want it and you don't want to watch it and participate in it a couple times. It's fantastic. Okay. Thank you, Adrian. <laughs> really. <laughs> I'm glad. You're welcome. And thank you for, uh, yeah, accepting uh, me into this group. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, that was, uh, okay. So <clears throat> then for more information on that and how the, Dr. Kevin is helping people virtually and remotely. Uh, go check out the website, synergysolutions.com. Synergysolutionsessions.com. Okay. It's a well, mouthful. I'll send that, it over. Well, no, we'll have that all written down for everybody yeah. that's listening. Yeah. And time-wise, how, how are you guys doing on time? Let's do, I want to, do, I want to share one more thing. Okay. All right. Um, so that's this, that's the quantum healing. That's the remote quantum healing. And that's where, you know, Dr. Adrian and myself and the other doctors participating, we can facilitate your positive growth in life where I was talking about the awareness and waking and healing system. This is about becoming aware of your own thoughts and your physical pains because your physical pains are connected to the thoughts that you're maybe unaware of. And the pain itself is an indicator that there's something calling your attention for help. And it plays out at the structure level, so bone, muscle, ligament. It plays out at the, at the nutrition and toxic level, the foods you take in and the toxins you have. There's a mental level. There's an emotional level. And then we start getting into this non-physical anatomy. Some people would call that the chakra and the aura. And Matt, I love how you've done with Intuitive My Solutions. You've you, you used, the, I think, the proper term, the biofield. And that's another whole map. There's another whole map to that. And, and I, I even am theorizing because this is what I do with my, uh, uh, my checking with the KST. There's more layers. It's almost like we're infinite. Yeah. Yeah. Adrian, do you, I feel like you want to say something. No, I... I uh, yeah. yeah. I like when you say infinite because for me it's um, it's even growing. It's not it, infinite and it stops somewhere. It's growing and growing. So here, I agree with you so infinitely much. Infinitely expanding. We're, yeah. We, yeah. Well, you know, we are made in this image. If I could take, you know, or take a, a line from somewhere else. But the point being is, humans are the one categorizing this. There's no, there's no separation between these layers. We're just observing them with our abilities. And then we're, you know, the, thank goodness for the advent of X-ray and the advent of all this different technology, MRI, and, and, and the things that you, you guys are using to measure brain waves and, and, and different body, body energy movements and whatnot. And there's going to be more. There's, there's this Dr. William Tiller I, I constantly refer to in, in, in the Synergy Solutions because he's measuring these changes in entropy. And it's not changing the temperature of the room. There's a change, although it is measured in like, you know, I guess different forms of things. I am I'm definitely not the expert there. However, he's measuring changes in some form of energy that surrounds the people that are attending those events. We're hoping to get that. In, uh, there's a device that uh, with the biofield camera, there's a device that sold with that same company. and We're still in contact with them. We're having some difficulty at the time, but once we get that, and I think that does measure the entropy of the room. So we'll be able to get you that data and we're going to try to remote 
remote across the ocean and then um, see if we can show the changes that are happening. Well, I mean, I'll just say this and maybe I can wrap up with this. I know the changes are happening. Now we're just going to show the world that they're happening. Yeah, that's, yep. That's, that's, that's what that's we're simple. here. That's exactly what we're here for. That's beautiful. If we, we want to, and now for time wise, we're going to, how much time do you have? Because we, the next part of the show, we are going to do a little Dutch comedy show. Let's do it. Uh, but we're going to limit it to one expression. So now this is Joshua is going to tell us one Dutch expression. And what we want to do is we wanted to decipher it with the American English language because the Dutch expressions, I swear they were purposely made to frustrate anybody living in other countries that want to move to the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. And so they can make fun of us. <laughs> no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. Um, I, I have a, a one more thing. Can I get back into something uh, Kevin said? Yeah, please. I, I, I wrote a little bit down and uh, I, I don't know. I, I'll be fast because I'm nowhere short of time. But um, I was wondering how long the, the clinical medicine and psychology uh, can still deny the existence of this field and of this interaction between people because we all know it we all know it's there if you move into a room where there's a bad atmosphere you feel it like a dark cloud moving over you right if someone is standing right behind you and you didn't see them but you know they're there mm -hmm. it's, it's a thing we all experience i work in psychology and i work in a, a, a psychiatric institute and we use techniques Literally, we call it beaming. Mm. If we invite somebody to go back to their room, it's like holding your hand in a certain direction and holding the other hand behind the person. And you notice that when you move the hand in the direction, the person is going to walk with you. We use these techniques. Um, I work in forensic psychiatry, so there, some of the people there have done bad things. And... They're not easily manipulated. But we use these techniques, and still uh, they deny the existence of this field that's around us. That's, that's contradictionary. That's what I wanted to say. And the other thing is what I wanted to say is uh, in the center point uh, meditation research, we showed with the research with Linda that when we, we move into a certain part, uh, one part is emotion, I will call it, and, and another part is more logic. Mm. And when we moved into the, the logical side, you saw the heart fluctuation meter. It was, it was, there was no uh, bad flux anymore, so it, it, it doesn't uh, read the, um, the heart, but it reads the flux between the heart, heart variability of the heart. Is what he's heart variability, about. right. And there was no more heart variability. And when we moved into the emotional side, then it got all wild. You can mm. see it on the video. So that shows to me that there is a connection between emotion and the heart mm. and a logic and the brain. You know, that, that's what I wanted to uh, tell about that. Um, 
Yeah. Oh. I just think, you know, to answer your first question, I think we, we get into the third section of our, uh, of our, of the show because you asked, you basically, you're, you're, why aren't we accepting that in our mainstream yes. Yes. sciences and, and health applications? Well, you know, that's a sticky subject. And that's, I, that's what we're here for. That's well, just, so the point, the point, yeah, I, I think there's a, um, a, you know, it's like a, well, it's a profit driven system. It's not for the benefit of the individual because it was solely for the benefit of the, of the health of the human race. Well, then this would have been accepted 20, 30 years ago and would have been put into full action. I mean, I got a whole library of books over here proving this point that you just mentioned. So you know, it, it's, it, you know, there's a term, I believe cognitive dissonance when someone has such a strong belief in something, it's like they can't see new information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're, we're totally uh, dumped into logic and uh, this has been around for thousands of years. Right. And when, when did we stop to believe this? That yeah. That's also something I don't. Well, that, that's a huge uh, marketing campaign that's been going on for about a hundred years now. Yeah, it's just, if you, when we get into the controversial section of the show, uh, all these things that we're going to talk, uh, that we can potentially talk about is what's going on right now. That spider web of control has created this. And that's why this Intuitive Mind Solutions came, got its name, is because the intuitive mind, the intuitive mind has been forgotten. The, the intuitive side of things has been unlearned and we forgot that we're animals. We forgot that we're connected on the planet together as one species. And we have this literal connection to each other that can be felt and perceived. Even as you're demonstrated, Kevin, across the ocean, you can feel this uh, connection amongst each other. And this has been forgotten for a reason, because if you, if you dumb down or you delete the intuitive side of human beings, you only create a logical being that is stuck in their head and they're not in their intuitive side of things. And they're no longer um, processing their intuition in a way that they were designed to. So the system is completely uh, mixed up and the center point method um, what Dr. Kevin's doing, we're bringing people back into their intuitive sides by uh, giving them the understanding of what is happening, giving them that, that, that guidance through the journey in rediscovering what our true intuition is and how it's affecting us physically. Right. And so that's kind of where we're at now with this knowledge. We're right at that point. We're pushing through. We are at the point now where we are, we have all this resistance coming at us from all different directions. And now we have to bring the right people together through this show, through this platform, because that's given to us now to use. Mm -hmm. And we're going to create that synergy that's uh, never been tested before. And we're going to push the envelope on showing people mm -hmm. what true cooperation amongst people can do. Right on. Uh, you said it so beautifully. Thank you for that comment. Beautiful. So yeah, I blacked out. What did I say? Doesn't matter. It's on record. It's recorded. <laughs> yeah. That's why I hit record. Uh, I got a headache now. What's going on? Yeah. 
Uh, so, so, then, you know, I, we could talk so much about that, what you just said, though, man. But let's, uh, let's take that next step. And okay. uh, let's, I want to hear this phrase because I'm really excited about this Dutch phrase. You guys have helped me in anticipation for 24 hours here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what you got, Josh? You got you, uh, you, let, let me see here. Just pick uh, one good one. Anyone. Oh, this one is, uh, is connected with... Uh... No, I, I can't do this. Let's see. On the vruchten kent men de boom. On the fruit, you know the tree. Uh, you tell me what it's supposed to mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On the fruit. Yeah, yeah, you know the you, you know, know the, the tree. tree. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I, do I have to go first? Yeah, go first. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, when you bite into a piece of fruit, if it tastes like, you know, it tastes bad, that means uh, something with the tree may be wrong. So okay. by the fruit, you know, the fruit of one's labors, the results of one's labors, the result of the process of growing that fruit will tell you about that tree. So if you get rotten fruit, you got a rotten tree. So if you got rotten, if you got a rotten outcome of everything in your life, well, then there's something going on with the side of you that's rotten that you got to figure out. So is that the Wait. same is that the same saying in English that we have the, the apple? What is it? The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. No, 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 no it's not no. not the same. No, I, no. I think um, okay. we need somebody with with less uh, IQ uh, because this isn't funny when he's doing it. So oh. Next time, I'll ask somebody else. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. On the fruit, uh, by the tree. Yeah. The, 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 the explanation is uh, uh, on somebody's actions. You can read a lot about his character. Yeah, that, that, I think that um, that makes sense. I, I yeah, feel like you, I you nailed I it. By, yeah. All right, all right. You know, it gave me an easy one. I appreciate that. You know, early so on. So we here. start with the, we start with the easy one now. <laughs> yeah, some of the Dutch sayings we'll, you'll hear them on another show. We'll get into some more because I have a whole book. What, what I wanted. What yeah, what was the one from yesterday? It's raining yeah. pipes and broomsticks. Raining pipes and Yeah, raining pipes and broomsticks. Oh, you could say it was raining cats and dogs. Where does that logic? Yeah, there's also no logic. Mm. Well, someone's got an answer for that because I don't. <laughs> but okay, here I'll go into the main one. Well, maybe that's the point. I mean, it's, no logic about that. Well, like, oh. yeah, what, like, what you're saying is nonsense. I mean, that's it. Let's just go into the Dutch language. Like, okay, if you say, I love you. Yeah. So how does that translate into English? I, I, uh, love of you. I hold, but how I, I, I hold. Uh, like a I hold yeah. So uh, the word howd means also hold. I so hold to you. <laughs> So I had this, I had this client in my hands and I was putting her down on the table to adjust her uh, anterior. And I, I said, what I should have said to her is, Ik houd je fast, je ken ontspanne. So it means I hold, I hold you, you, you I hold you, I hold you tightly so you can relax. relax. You can, you know, I told, I told her that, but instead I said, Ik hou van jou. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and, okay. and I told this 
new client that I love her. And she looked at me in such a way that was like, hmm. I was like, that was wrong, I think. Did I say that wrong? And she's like, she was really uh, evaluating that. <laughs> no, there's, there's nothing bad at telling somebody you love them. But. Oh, man. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a quick, quick story. I was learning when I worked in Thailand, I was learning how to speak Thai. I was introducing myself, Kun Mal, you know, on the doctor. However, what I didn't understand was the annotation of the language. What I was telling everybody, every patient for the first two weeks I was there was, hello, I'm drunk. That didn't go over real well in the beginning. (laughs) All right. So the next part I have, we're going to go on to the next part of the show. I have a list of 17, 16 or 17 different things. Vaccinations, politics and lobbyists, big pharma, racism, fluoride, religion, 9-11, COVID-19, holistic medicine, false flags, taxation, uh, the cannabis healing uh, herb, breast milk versus formula, elite pedophiles, debunking the food pyramid, education today and the banking cartel so well, sounds like an easy list here so so <laughs> let's dive in in our office we were going to have a wheel to spin with all these things on there and we weren't able to get that uh handled so now we're going to put all these in a box here and then i'm going to draw one and the controversial uh, topic of the day will be what I pull out. They're looking now. And now this is going to be a group discussion. We're going to make this short and sweet. Hopefully it won't be a three-day. Uh, sweet controversy. Okay, cool. Our discussion <laughs> over it. Well, let's pose some good questions about that. <clears throat> we just basically want to bring more awareness over what certain truths may be uh, filtered out of mainstream media. Yeah. And so our perspectives on what's going on, we want to just go into these so-called controversial topics and we want to get that conspiracy theory uh, term. Like the show we did last night, the pre-show, we're going to have on this show. So we we talked about that last night. Uh, Okay, so I'm closing my eyes. I'm going to pick one. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Debunking the food pyramid. So this is a, yeah, this could, we could talk for days on this too, but, you know, debunking the food pyramid. So now this common food pyramid, everybody, let's get a little continuity here. Uh, What Adrian learned in France, Spain, what Joshua learned in the Netherlands and what we learned in the United States I think are different. So I'm, let's just go into what, Kevin, I want you to go into what we were taught as kids, like fruits, vegetables, bread, meat, and fat. Right. Well, and, here's what I remember right away is that the, I know through my youth, the food pyramid was changed at some point. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, and so I believe there was all, you know, I don't remember exactly, but the bottom layer, that was grains, 
wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. And nonetheless, when you get when you get to the, it was great. You know, now when I have a cheat sheet picture. So when I so when I have the conversation with anybody about food, I like to go back to something called uh, Weston A. Price, the Weston A. Price Foundation, and they went around back in the like the teens and the twenties, and uh, to these small communities that had never had white sugar or white bread in their in their diets. So he found these these pockets of uh, people that were you know had no roads, no not really much exposure to the uh, new world that was coming. And then they, they saw the before pictures and then some of the people in the villages were, would start eating the white sugar and the white breads and things like this. And within just a short time, uh, teeth are falling out, uh, heart disease, all kinds of health conditions that no one's ever seen in those communities started happening. And you could, and there was tons of pictures of what happens with the firstborn from someone who ate that way and the changes in the jaw size and the teeth and how they fit in the mouth um, and all kinds of disease rates changed with the advent of the essentially the you know the the english style eating that got you know from you know what, what the 14 late 1400s into the late 1800s was being introduced more and more and more to these native peoples that were living here and the changes were measurable and, and visual. And this takes wonderful photographic evidence of all that. And so you know, I look at the major, the basic food pyramid from like the early 80s. I mean, now, from that point, we've had more, I mean, 60s, even 50s, right? I mean, we've had skyrocketing uh, situations with diabetes and, and heart disease and all forms of cancer and, and all, all forms of old age disease. Now, some people, and I apologize, I'm hogging the time, but some people will say, well, we, we, we added all these different um, drugs and, and interventions, pharmaceutically speaking. The, all the argument disappears when you look at the research of cleaning your hands, having refrigeration, having ice, uh, uh, flowing water from the toilet out to a plumbing uh, versus just you know, basically living in your feces and urine. Yeah, I so from being American as well, uh, yeah, I can agree with you that what we were learned and what we were taught as kids, what we grew up on, hasn't served served us at all. So I'll go into the a deeper kind of controversy on this topic is that the people that that have mass marketed the food pyramid how it was. They were in control of the, the drug companies. They were the pharmaceutical industry as well. And they created a diet in the population that made us sick, that made the population sick so they would need medicine, so they would be diabetic, there would be heart disease, would get cancer. So I can say from, I'm going to let the other two talk too about their perspectives from their countries, but in the American way, uh, we, were, we were fooled. Even if you study that, that Harvard study where they did the study of dairy, that milk on what it does to the calcium in the body, it actually does the opposite of what they promoted for, for years. So drinking excessive milk, this Harvard study, it will list it on the, uh, after this and the description, it basically said it, it actually pulls out the, the calcium out of our bones 
weakening the bones. And so all these lies have been spread around for the last hundred years in order to make our society sick. And I don't know what you guys learned as kids, uh, Joshua and Adrian in the Netherlands and in France, but is it a similar story? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, and even going back in the uh, past centuries, uh, not even about 100 years old, it's even older, that the, the, uh, that? the nobles, the, the, the high society, the wealthy society part, uh, people in, um, so the, in uh, societies in, 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 in Europe in, in general were eating uh, white bread, were eating, um, uh, yeah, the, the, the white flowers, uh, and uh, the poor people were, were eating the whole grain dark bread. And 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 uh, and the um, the thing to to um, to show that you've been uh, that you're rich was be fat and eat uh, yeah to, to eat white bread. Being fat was a thing of status. Yeah, exactly. So all those things and and for example in in, in France, so the the brunch, the, the concept of brunch. On Sundays, uh, when you eat uh, dark bread, whole grain dark bread, with salmon, with um, uh, a bit of salad and a bit of uh, olives, some fruits, stuff like that, uh, it it was actually the the same uh, diet that those poor people, that those were farm farmers and, and uh, were uh, having uh, two, three centuries ago. So the, the thing that we take now as luxury, the brunch we go outside maybe to, to have one, or we, uh, it's a special occasion. All those things were, uh, the, what is special now were, was actually pretty common in, uh, before and, and for common people. So yeah, and, and yeah, in, uh, in France, well, breakfast, typical breakfast is a, a bowl of coffee with milk, with uh, orange juice, and with a croissant or bread and butter and, uh, and, and jam. So does it follow the healthy uh, references? Uh, maybe from the, from the, the World Health um, Organization, maybe, uh, from the typical food pyramid where the grains, white grains, white bread, all the stuff are at the base of the pyramid, uh, then yeah, then you're healthy in that sense. But we know that orange juice, mm, breakfast might well, make you uh, reflux and stuff like that. So. What I see on one food pyramid here is like they have fats as high up, and now we've established that certain fats are necessary for the body. Mm -hmm. uh, I have colleagues that I refer to for all, all my nutritional consultations, like Adrian, I send people to. And um, because that's not my expertise, 
but I do know certain things is that we've been lied to about the state of how food affects our bodies and what is healthy, what is not healthy. And, and real quick, Joshua, do you have anything with the Dutch food pyramid? Because that's, I know, from my yeah, understanding. It's, it's almost the same as uh, the, the French one and almost the same uh, as yours, I think, with lots of carbohydrates and all that stuff. Uh, the only thing I want to say about this, and I, I want to respond with a question and, and a remark, is that um, uh, uh, how do they always think they can beat nature and evolution? Because this body we have here, it's a, it's a 22 million old made machine that is uh, had the evolution over 22 million years and adapted to its environment. And what is natural in that this environment are the, the fruits and everything that grows from the ground. But now everything is processed. And this machine is adapted to this raw food and to this, uh, yeah, whatever is in nature is good. Like, and, and we all need to process it and process it. We need, we need to think again about evolution. And this is what I'm coming back to in the next show and the next show and the next show is gonna be also evolution. And the brain is the same thing. Also evolution, evolution, evolution. And we're trying to play God, trying to put uh, um, medicine in this body and trying to, but this nature, it will beat us again and again and again. If we have this medicine, nature will do that. If we uh, try to solve this problem, nature will give us another uh, task to solve. We cannot beat evolution. We think we can, we can, and the scientists, they think they can, and the pharmacists, they think they can, but they can't. It's proven over, over, over again. With AIDS, with, uh, with all the, uh, the, the strange diseases that came out of nowhere and the more we try to manipulate this and the more we process things the more it will it will cost us in the end even we are products of selection and that's being cut out and I'm not saying that we should let somebody die of a disease try to save them by all means but this vaccination thing that's going on, it's, it's, it's going again. It's yeah. the same as the food and it's the same as all, all the other things here. In Holland, there was a show about a woman who raised her child, their children, and uh, she did what nature would do. She gave them raw food. The, the documentary is called Raw, literally raw. And the boy, he grew up more healthier than the other kids much thinner and uh, and much smaller because he didn't get the hormones from the meat and he didn't get the hormones uh, uh, from the processed stuff that's in it so he was smaller less fat and uh, child protection they came and they they tried to take this child of this woman it's this is how far this gets this is how crazy we are from uh, 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 what's ordele? Judging someone yeah. that is trying to 
do good and uh, hold evolution and give it to her kids the things that are naturally grown out of the ground the raw grains raw fruits raw vegetables unprocessed everything yeah yeah you get convicted for for stuff like this it's incredible kevin well, you i i had did some tests on one guy and you know going into the some of the muscle testing and all that and i found this guy had a sensitivity to to gluten and he had potential celiac disease and i asked him if he ate bread and his breakfast he every day an entire loaf of bread <laughs> and and i tell some of these people in the netherlands here and i was like so could you maybe take bread out of your diet and they look at me like i'm a i'm a are you crazy I want to comment on, on Josh's comment and, and then yours too right now. It's like, well, there is a difference in kinds of bread. So let's find the non-GMO. Let's find the original wheat, not the wheat that's been – there's different forms of wheat. People, I think, are unaware of that. And so we can grow ancient grains, and there is a health benefit to that. And that's an intuitive mind solution. So we have to go back to the way the earth was growing itself naturally. And, and, and this is the one thing I wanted to say, because we, the, the easy example and the one that legally I think I'm allowed to talk about is vitamin C here in the United States. And we know there's a disease called scurvy. And in the, in the re, in, and nowadays they have research, of course, and the ascorbic acid, the synthetically produced form of vitamin C, doesn't do the effect to heal scurvy. But if you have a natural orange, you have a lime, you get the real vitamin C and it can, and, and ascorbic acid is like an eggshell, but without the egg in the middle. So we need the whole complement, all eight components mm -hmm. that make up a vitamin C to give you the full way nature intended it to. And it heals scurvy every time, every time. And now here's the other piece of the puzzle. And this alluded to something you said earlier, Matt. Our farming practices, our pharmaceutical practices, they're all tied into this gigantic system. And so an orange that I would eat in 1960, well, today I have to eat 10 oranges to get the same equivalent of nutritional value. So we, we're missing the boat for apparently for financial profit, for simplicity, but I am also in the camp where there's an actual evil agenda propagated by a few and i look at it as just like the yin and the yang in life there's going to be good people but there's also going to be evil people out there and so somehow they've uh, captured the attention and resources of this world i don't know how that works but you know i, I could yeah. talk more about that however well we yeah they want to i gotta keep to the food pyramid right now my friend but <laughs> this is fats. but this is just to show everybody listening that you know if you have to go back and listen to the list of things we're going to be adding some to this to this list. These are all parts of this web. And so we're going to deconstruct each part individually. So now we've established that the food industry is under control. And by, by certain agencies in the world, corporations, same companies that own the pharmaceutical industry. And so we're, we're going to be through this show, Kevin, and you're welcome to come on every podcast if you want to come on and join it us. It's an enticing invite. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and eventually we're going to have a kind of a, what we want to call the controversial 
the Council of Controversy is going <laughs> to be, gonna be our council. Can and, we uh, end on the sorry? Uh, can we end on the solution also? Yes. 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 Not yes. only on bad things, but on yeah. So what now is wrong, but. we've established that uh, the food pyramid we've been taught has flaws in it. Uh, there's one thing I'm going to say as a solution for people listening is do your own homework. Please research it. Uh, look into the solutions that are available online through, through what we, through our websites, through what we have as well. Um, I say just question everything is, is my solution to it. Just don't, don't believe everything you're told to believe about, um, uh, what you're supposed to be eating and i have i have a few others but i want to hear your guys's one one thing i would say is uh keep it simple uh you know about the strange diet or or i can eat that or not and is uh keeping colors um, the more colors you have, the better. Uh, keep it with texture, so it means the fiber. So it's um, uh, the orange, the whole orange, or to press it and make it a juice. Then in the juice, you you lose the fibers. So um, um, and the same with cooking. Uh, you have uh, uh, spinach, for example. The, the raw spinach is big leaves and when you cook it is then it's really small uh spongy food so it, it, it's it changes the the structure um the the color texture this the taste taste it you know to do uh there's no taste no color no texture then no, no good. No good food. So <laughs> a, a cube of sugar, cube of sugar has nothing. Cube of sugar has nothing. No color. It's white. No texture because it's solid, rock solid. Uh, no taste. So that's it. Um, and then it's also on how much, how much you eat and how often. One very good solution is fasting. You wanna. Mm -hmm. And use um, there's another one is uh, if you want to see which um, uh, which food is uh, is bad for you, um, you check your pulse, check your pulse before eating and after, and if the, your pulse is higher just after eating, then um, some food is wrong for you. Oh, I like that one. Focus on which one it is. Mm. That's excellent. Yeah, Kevin, you got any tips? Uh, yeah, eat real food. If it grows from the tree, it goes out of the ground or falls off a tree, where you have to if they go run around and chase to kill if they need it, then that's what you should be eating. And then if you don't do any of that, <laughs> I recommend and maybe a simple answer for people that um, no matter whether you're on the world is something called whole food concentrates. These are essentially vitamins or supplements that are real food, dehydrated, and compressed. 
and in like a cold press process. So these are a certain, there's a couple, there's only a handful of companies in the world that do this, but this is where we get real food in a concentrated form to make up for our farming practices that we can get in our body and we don't have to eat spinach, like 60 cups of spinach in one day to get the amount of serving benefit that we the measurable serving benefit that we need. So, you know, eat real food and supplement with whole food concentrates. Joshua. Yeah, I, I will also say more or less the same. Eat stuff that grows or falls from a tree. That was a really good one. <laughs> I'm going to remember that. Um, I, I got a challenge for the people if they if they're up to it. It's like uh, one what I did, and I'm, I'm picking it up again, and now I'm feeling more energy already. It's uh, I use the slow juicer. I one cucumber in it, two tomatoes, and two carrots. That's all every day. And slow juice it. It's, then you got the raw food. You don't have to eat it. So it's, it's quite easy. Do it in the morning. You have a few days to adjust because your digestive system is saying, hey, what's this? It's kind of new. So uh, uh, yep. you get a little uh, backlash from that. But <laughs> really after one week, measure the energy you have the first day and after one week and i will tell you no i won't tell you you tell me what changed excellent that's a great one uh real quick i go into something um now if you are in a challenging situation with food and you do want to make some changes i know there's there's dietitians there's specialists all over the world do your homework when you're researching people Look for testimonials that are real from them and just use your own gut instinct, uh, no pun intended, uh, to judge for yourself if these, these specialists in nutrition can help you. I do know from studying a little bit about it is uh, that everybody's different in this, in, this, in this process to where you have the carbohydrates, you have the proteins, and you have the fatty acids. And every single person has a different ratio necessary for their body to thrive. Some people can actually, their body's designed to thrive at 60% fat in their diet. And I know there are specialists out there that do these tests that can see what is your ideal ratio of those three things. Mm. So research into that for these uh, specialists that they're, they're all over the place. Um, also, the other one was... Um, it was the three things there. And so then Matt, Matt, if I could interject for you, it sounds like what you're saying is investigate the technique or the philosophy of the dietitian, yeah, chiropractor, yeah, yeah. nutritionist, that's the naturopath. House, that's the homework that I want you guys yeah, to do. Yeah, and yeah. and mm. also is, God, I keep losing it. Um, is some, there are some clinics out there that do testing for what you have full allergies to. And then they do a full spectrum analysis to see if you have parasites, see what your system's allergic to or sensitive to. And getting these results is very, very essential too. If you're having dietary challenges in your system to know what you cannot eat, what you need to give your body a break from. It's maybe not necessarily that you need to stop eating bread your whole life, but maybe you need to stop eating bread for three weeks. Just to, and that's where intermittent fasting comes into play. There's a lot of different intermittent fasting things. Yep. Also, 
out there, and those are very essential for boosting your immune system to fight against the common diet that we've been conditioned to eat. So I'm going to say one more thing. Anybody else have anything on diet? Because Kevin still needs his bonus question that he doesn't. Oh, I got a bonus question. Well, there's a lot we can say, but I think let's move into the bonus question. Okay. So this is a bonus question that we ask in everybody on our show. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's kind of a question to see what, like what would Kevin do if he could change anything in a world that he could, or any invention or any idea any intuitive mind solution to a challenge that the world is having right now on what you would do. If anything you could try to, if you could say, I want to invent, I would love for the people to come together and invent this idea. So do you have anything you've ever thought about in your, in your well, life that? Absolutely. And it's not so much an invention. I think it's a, it's a, it's taking it back to um, some origins of human history. It's really need to teach our children how to actually farm and think and ask questions how to be cooperative you know how to actually live as society together and i think we've um we've really put in we put the, the carrot stick out there so to speak for that singular advancement i you know i i advance at the cost of everybody else and we have it's almost like a knights of the round table approach for living in the community yeah if you ever so here's my invention. Uh, actually, it's not my invention. I'm taking it from uh, uh, DD. I think it was either DD or BJ, but it was the Drugless Medicineless Hospital. I like to, uh, and I've actually begun some inroads here. And I believe there's other there's a chiropractor out in the West Coast, and someone down in Florida doing this. Essentially, it's a holistic healthcare community center and campus where people can come and stay for their care. Sometimes people need a month, two months, three months longer. And they live anywhere on the world. They can come there and stay. And we need to teach people how to grow their own herbs and make their own tinctures and things of that nature. And, mm. and, 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 you know, I don't want to call it barter relationships, but we have to learn to, to work. And that's what this community center has the potential to be from education to healthcare to uh, skills. I think one year from now, if we keep this momentum going, we're going to have one of those up and running between us together. Well, uh, and then let's franchise it. I know I dropped the, I dropped the, uh, I dropped the, uh, the planted the seed at the you last put, inner circle in November. Yeah. And uh, I got a lot of great feedback from that. And um, well, the, it, but I think it's kind of pushing forward here. And then we're going to have a digital version. Well, uh, and well, you have the digital version right now and it's in its um, growth phase. It's in a growth yeah. phase. Yeah. And so as far as going back to the past, I, like I interviewed Joshua and Adrian and those, those will also be uh, aired here. I'll publish those later today uh, or tomorrow, you guys, from the interview I did after our CPM licensing uh, workshop. Yeah. And I asked you guys the same questions. Uh -huh. And Joshua's question, I, I remember uh, he, he had the same question and his was, you know, talking about the point of view people have and how it disrupts the actual reality. And so the idea then behind that was to create an educational system model or a, a course that we could implement into the school programs, teaching this 
perspective, this point of view course. You it's see, already here. So, so he's, he's got that, but what I want to do is take it further and implement this into the school programs, like also implementing center point meditation and other meditative techniques into the school programs. Um, with your idea, now imagine if we taught a course and we went into the total uh, history and community lessons that are in uh, the Aboriginal cultures, the Mayans, the Incas, the Native Americans, and go deeper into that culture. And I think you have to bring that into the educational model in order to teach these kids at a young age those principles and those practices that benefited the cultural community way more effectively than they are now. There's a blend that's required. And we've, yeah. we've accelerated over the last, I don't know how many years, a couple hundred, at this really logical-minded, mechanical, mechanistic approach. And we've lost the touch with the intuition component, the artistic component, the, the creativity component, the quantum component of life. Human component. Human. Right. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. That's fantastic. So I, that's I love it. the vision. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. So we went a little long, and I hope people are still here listening. And uh, I think we're going to call this, we're going to end the show now. And yeah, Kevin, like I said, uh, when we get that, that council of controversy up and running, you're going to be on that show too. And anytime you want to join us for these shows, I'll give you a link and you can just hang out and watch. You can participate. Um, but that's the point of this thing is, um, like I said last night, is we have to bring the people together in a way that has never been done. And this is emphasizing on every one of our strengths and helping strengthen the weaknesses we all have too. That's right. And, and in order for us to make the changes that we, we want to happen in the world, teamwork. <laughs> Makes the dream work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say I want to say uh, thank you for for this opportunity and the the vibe that I get from being in this uh, council of wisdom here <laughs> with all you three guys and I love this interaction what's going on and I, I can all I, I can feel it <laughs> you know what I'm talking about Kevin so. absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I think I think it's gonna get it's gonna get bigger and better and uh, yeah I can't wait. It's already here. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. everybody, <laughs> to everybody here listening, uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing these shows on a weekly basis. So stay tuned for more. I uh, love and appreciate everybody. And what do we all say when we say goodbye? Yeah. Stay relaxed. Stay relaxed. Stay relaxed. Relaxed, everybody. All right. Okay.